everyone, this is John from pureandsimplebible.com. Today is a great day to be thankful, isn't it? Every day is. And all month long, we are considering what the Bible says about giving thanks. We want to be thankful, and we want to express that thankfulness both to God and to one another. This is the final one, the fourth of four podcasts on the idea of thankfulness. We've talked about expressing thanks generally, as well as expressing thanks for what we have and for who we are. The main idea of our discussion today is about what God has done for us. That's what the concept of this whole podcast series is about, giving thanks for the good news of Jesus and considering that good news. I hope that after listening to this episode, we can all reflect and say, thank you, God, for what you've done. The reflection verse of this podcast is Psalm 103, verse 12. Let's consider that verse together. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. True to our pattern, we're going to connect this verse and topic of giving thanks for what God has done to a song. Let's listen to a single verse and consider that message together. As far as the east is from the west, as far as the worst is from the best, as far as the future's from the past, as far as the first is from the last, he is holy, I'm What a great song and what a great message. The description, as far as the east is from the west, is so poetically perfect. And I'm thankful for the Bible's description of God's mercy as being as great, in fact, greater than the eastern and the western horizon. Joining me one last time to talk about thankfulness is Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are you doing? And what did you think about that song? Hey, John, I'm doing great. uh, And I love that song, East to West. It's a beautiful song with a powerful message, and I'm really glad that we've got this one to consider uh, today because, you know, before when I listened to that song, the, the concept I think that stuck out the most to me is when you get to that, that part where the voices get into the, the lines that he is holy and I'm unworthy, but when you look at it in the context reflecting on Psalm 103 and verse 12, uh, I, I mean, I, I've seen a whole new tie-in, that connection of, of how far he's taken your sins away, and that... Uh, that's kind of given this verse, uh, excuse me, the song rather, uh, a whole new perspective that I hadn't really considered before, at least place as much emphasis on as I could have. And, and it's the fact that as far as your transgressions can possibly ever conceivably be away from you, that's where they are because of what God has done. I think that's so powerful. It is. Good point. Now, you know, we this month we've uh, we've really gone on a thankfulness journey, haven't we? You bet. And I'm very thankful for that journey, you know. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, all these sessions with you, man, uh, I feel really motivated to, to have a thankful mindset, and I appreciate the thoughts that we've uh, given any consideration. Me too. Uh, giving thanks is a, is a privilege and a responsibility, and I'm excited to consider the ways that I can give thanks for what I have 
and for who I am and for what God has done. Me too. And, you know, the natural step for our podcast is uh, transcends to a higher plane. You know, I think a healthy perspective concludes naturally, Lord, thank you for who you are and for what you've done. And because when we consider what we have and who we are, what else can we do but stand amazed in how much God has blessed us? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's easy for us to get overwhelmed by the eternal nature and the omniscience and the omnipresence. And I mean, all of those omni words, <laughs> all of those things that, that tie into God's power, and, and especially that all of those things in that God would have the individualism to, to love me. Right. I think about Psalm chapter 8 and verses 3 and 4, which says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago how easy it is for us to blame tragedy that we don't understand on a God that we can't comprehend, but I think that concept applies here as well. It's it's difficult for us to be able to make the application of, of how... God could truly love us when we can't truly comprehend us, or comprehend Him, rather. Right. And, and I think the fact that He loves us is so incredibly humbling. It is. It is. And it, it, songs like that just really help me express emotions that otherwise is challenging for me to put into words. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, you know, let's think about the basic gospel narrative okay. and, and how it's just such an excellent way to reflect about what all has been accomplished by the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit for you and me. So let's just take some time and reflect on the gospel. Okay. How, how would you begin, Ryan? Well, I would start the way the Bible does. Okay. In the beginning, God who created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 and 1. Honestly, I kind of always read that with Optimus Prime's voice, you know, in the <laughs> beginning, right? <laughs> but, but in order to know what we should be thankful for, we should open with the beginning. Good point. And by looking at the beginning of Genesis, we can see that mankind was given this perfect creation and the dignity of a relationship with the divine based on love and mutual respect and the gift of choice. Right. And as oftentimes we see in our own lives, sometimes we don't realize what we have until it's gone. Mm -hmm. And we lost a lot in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and sinned. Yes. But the amazing thing is that God knew that mankind would fall from grace. He even made provision for it. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, Jesus indeed was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for you. So are you saying that even though God knew that we would fall from grace, he had preordained or predestined our way back from sin and into that saving grace? What do you mean by that, John? I mean, preordained and predestined, those are pretty big words. They are. To preordain means to set in place before it happens. And so uh, we serve a God who is sovereign, and that means he has the authority or the power, the right, the ability. There, there's a lot of ways to describe it, but basically he has the ability to set things in place before they happen. So my, my head is spinning a little bit right now, John. <laughs> Mine too. And, you know, I'm going to take this time to plug next month's podcast series where we're going to consider in greater detail about the sovereignty and the nature of God. And it's going to be a good group of studies. But for now, we can have faith that we serve a God who has both preordained the great plan of redemption, yet gives us the choice to return and enter into a loving relationship. I use verses like 
1 Peter 1, 20, Acts 2, 23, Philippians 2, 12, 13, to help me make sense of this, that God has sovereignty and I have responsibility. Okay, so so to preordain means to set something into motion beforehand. Right. And, and God preordained the redemption of man from sin through Jesus Christ. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's what the Bible says. God the Father determined that only the sacrifice of an innocent could redeem the guilty. And so he planned, that is, he preordained the redemption narrative of the Bible before time began. And we can see the sacrifice for redemption starting in Genesis and going through the whole Bible? Yes, we can. This pattern of sacrifice, it began in Genesis, which is uh, a time that we might also refer to as the patriarchal age. It continues into the Mosaic age, which is like the rest of the Old Testament. And then it concludes in the Christian age, which is after Jesus' death and resurrection. And in order to return to God in any age, the innocent is sacrificed and takes the guilty's place. Oh, I see. So you're you're talking about like the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament? Correct. Okay. So I know of a great scripture that kind of goes along with this. Uh, We're going to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 9, uh, verses 22 through 28. Now, for time's sake, we're just going to consider the first and the last verses of that section. Okay. Hebrews 9 and 22, the law says that almost everything must be made clean by blood. Sins cannot be forgiven without a blood sacrifice. And if we take that down to the last verse in that passage in verse 28, the Bible says, So Christ was offered as a sacrifice one time to take away the sins of many people. And he will come a second time, but not to offer himself for sin. He will come the second time to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Amen. You know, the Bible says it best. Jesus the ultimate sacrifice was offered once on the cross for the sins of all. And, you know, it seems so awful that it had to be this way. And that's why we say thank you for it, because it had to happen. Jesus had to take our place because not one of us could do it ourselves. And I don't want to gloss over this. I mean, the way that Jesus died was absolutely gruesome, John. Uh, The Romans uh, are famous for historically mastering the amount of pain and and uh, abuse that a, a human body could handle before it would give up. So um, this sacrifice was not a quick and painless ordeal. That's right. You know, first, Jesus was blindfolded. He was mocked. He was beaten. He was spit on. And yet, Isaiah 53, 3 says he was despised. And then he had to face a whipping, uh, and, and that whipping would have ripped his flesh open because... By his stripes we are healed, according to Isaiah 53 and 5. That's right. And after this torture, he had to carry his own cross of death to a hill where his hands and feet were nailed to it. And yet he didn't open his mouth in anger against us, Isaiah 53, verse 7. John, why why did he do this? You know, why did God plan before time began that such a terrible suffering was going to take place? That's the question that we've been asking Ever since it happened, it is so humbling to think about the terrible sacrifice that Jesus endured. And even though I can't fully understand the gravity of the situation, I can know that God preordained this to happen because he desires to restore the dignity of our relationship that's based on love, mutual respect, and choice. And such a relationship could only be restored through the death of an innocent sacrifice. And the only innocent sacrifice to have been offered was Jesus. John, God's ability to love and forgive is just amazing. I, I don't feel worthy of it. I don't think anyone can or should feel worthy of it. In fact, I mean, that's why the song of the week, East to West, has that line in it. It says, he is holy and I'm unworthy. Absolutely. 
And I know that the song and the sentiment come from Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. John, can we read that verse together? Absolutely. So there the Bible says in Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12, The Lord is kind and merciful. He is patient and full of love. He does not always criticize. He does not stay angry with us forever. We sinned against him, but he didn't give us the punishment that we deserved. Verse 11 says, His love for his followers is as high above us as heaven is above the earth, and he has taken our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. You know, John, it's verses like Psalm 103 and verse 12 that help me better understand how to thank God. And when I say, thank you, God, for what you have done for me, I can add, because you have taken my sins away through the sacrifice of Jesus as far as the east is from the west. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I hope we can all express thanks towards God and one another for what we have and for who we are and ultimately for what God has accomplished. You know, every day is a gift. I've said it many times. I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. Every day is a day to give thanks to God. And from the moment you open your eyes in the morning to the moment you close them at night, thank God. Actively give thanks in everything that you do. And I think when you do, you will find that your mindset and your worldview are overflowing with peace, joy, love, and compassion, too. I agree. Absolutely. And with that, it's time to wrap up this conversation. I want to thank you, Ryan, for being my co-host this month on the podcast. Sometimes it's hard to know exactly what you're getting into, but I'm grateful that you were willing to kind of take the risk and jump in with me because you've done a great job in helping me share the good news about giving thanks. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you thinking that I have a face for radio. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, appreciate very much your efforts here, and I look forward to hearing future podcasts. All right. We'll talk to you later then. Now, before you all go, let's think about the song of the week one more time. It's called East to West, and it was written by Gary Miller. Let's listen one more time to East to West together, and hopefully we'll be able to appreciate even more the value of giving thanks to God for the things he's done for us. As far as the east is from the west, as far as the worst is from the best, as far as the future's from the past, as far as the first is from the last, he is holy, I'm I love that song. You can find the song East to West on the podcast page at pureandsimplebible.com or if you'd like, please subscribe to the podcast via SoundCloud or iTunes. Do you remember our reflection verse? It was Psalm 103, verse 12. Let's consider that verse together one more time. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Thank you, God, for what I have, for who I am, And for all that you've done, I'll say it again, such a prayer and such a mindset prepares me for a great week ahead. How about you? What are some ways that you've internalized this concept of expressing your thanks 
for what God has done. I'd love to hear about what you're doing and how you're thanking God. You can write me at pureandsimplebible at gmail.com. That's all one word. And until next week, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.